bless the name of our Christ. If you have your Bibles, if you would like to stand, whether you have them on tablet, uh, your iPhone, uh, uh, Android, uh, just your Bible, I want you to stand. I, I want to start a series of messages as we uh, prepare for Christmas, and I want to start a series of messages entitled The Genesis of Christmas. The Genesis of Christmas, and I want to call your attention this morning. Still keep your Bibles open because I will be referring to and reading scriptures, but Genesis chapter 15, Genesis chapter 15, and I will be sharing from other passages, but the genesis of of Christmas uh, in this uh, Advent season of the year. You have it, say amen. amen. Genesis, though you have your cell phone on or your tablets, if you want to text or email my points to your friends, you may do that. Right. So we're getting the word out. Amen. We're here to get the word out. Amen. Amen. In the word. All right, you have it? All right, let's read out loud. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible, but Genesis 3, 15. All right, let's read. And I will put enmity between the... I said, read together. Genesis 3, 15. Don't y'all... Say so what? Yeah, Genesis 3.15. Amen. Don't y'all scare me like that. Amen. All this good. See, I, I was trained as a school teacher, so I say stuff sometimes just see where you are. Make sure y'all haven't fallen asleep. See some of y'all? And then some of y'all don't have your Bible, so you don't know what I'm reading from. Amen. Bring your word. Amen. Because I'm hooked on this book. Amen. You got to make sure this is the word of God. So Genesis 3, 15. Just want to see if you're alert. All right. All right. Let's read. Now I'm reading from the King James Version. Let's read. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. He shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Amen. The grass withereth, and the flower faded, but the word of our God will stand forever. The genesis of, of Christmas. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord and keep your Bible open to Genesis chapter 3 and chapter 2. Um, this past Sunday night in the evening worship, I received a note from one of our little girls, and she said, Dear Pastor, from, and I can't pronounce her name, uh, I don't know what happened to Mary and Sue, but in a way, I didn't name her, so she said, From, did you know that I praise dance? Yes. 
I love to praise dance because in my mind, I'm thinking of God and love God because he, he's powerful and awesome. But really, I'm writing this letter to tell you that I'm thankful for I am thankful for God's word. Amen. Amen. Little girl, I'll, amen. God's word. Um, the, the Advent uh, season is the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to earth. And Jesus is not only the only begotten Son of God, He is God. And you got to let that resonate in your spirit. Don't, don't run past that. Amen. That Jesus is not only the only begotten son of God. Jesus is God. Uh, the hypostatic union of Christ. When John wrote his gospel, he wrote it to prove the fight to the heresy of Gnosticism and he wrote it to prove that Jesus was God by writing it around seven miracles that only a God could perform. In John chapter 2 at the wedding of Cana of Galilee they ran out of wine and Jesus turned water into wine. Only a God can do that. And then in John chapter 11, after Lazarus had died and Jesus waited four days and went to his grave and told him to roll back the stone and he said, Lazarus, come forth. Came back from the dead. Only God can do that. And and the word Genesis means the beginning. And Moses write in Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In Genesis 1, 26a, he said, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And then in Genesis 2, 18, God said, and the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. You see, everything was wonderful in the garden. It was a man and he had a woman and they were in love. It don't get no better than that, amen. A man and his woman and they in love. And they are in paradise. Created by God himself. Let me say that again. Don't get no better than that. Amen. And my late prophet before I got saved used to sing, it's a man's world. But it wouldn't be nothing without a woman or a girl. Ow! James always James had to put. It always do that when you say James, you know, and, and here were Adam and Eve in paradise. And I know you are asking the question, what happened to paradise? What, what, 
What went wrong when you look at the mess that we are in today? They are Adam and Eve in the garden, paradise God created. And we look at the mess today. You have to ask the question, what went wrong? Have you ever looked at one of your pictures from 25 years ago? Okay, no, okay, no. Stay with you. And, you, and if you do look at one of those pictures, there you are, you know, and you look at you today, and sometimes you won't ask, what went wrong? <laughs> Adam and Eve you know, in, in paradise. John Milton wrote in 1667, Paradise Lost. And he talks about the fall of man in the Garden of Eden. And consequently, to really understand Christmas, you have to understand the genesis of Christmas. Well, first of all, in that verse, I read Genesis 3.15. If you've been coming to Bible study at all, we have three Bible studies on Wednesdays, and I'm praying about next year adding a fourth Bible study. We also be praying with me about starting more small groups in the metropolitan area to get people in the Bible. But this is the C plot of the Bible. Somebody say C plot, C plot. This is C plot. And the C plot of the Bible is God's plan for the redemption of mankind. That's C plot. If you don't come to Bible, so you all get that. That's the C plot of the Bible is God's plan for the redemption of mankind. And once you comprehend uh, the C plot of the Bible, you can stand on the porch of Genesis and look all the way through to the patio of Revelation and never get confused. Well, bless his name. Paul says in First Corinthians 14, 31, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace in all the churches of God. So you need not be confused. There's a lot of confused folk. That's why a lot of folks stop coming to church. That's why a lot of folk in these old crazy cults and all this stuff, because they are confused. But I don't ever want you to be confused about the fact that God loves you and he have mercy and grace is for you. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. It doesn't matter your socioeconomic. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your weight. The reality is that God loves me. If you don't have a two teeth, you ought to smile right long in there. Amen. God loves me. He's been just that good. And his goodness and grace is the expression of his love. Doesn't matter what you've done. Don't let the devil fool you because he'll start running through your mind the stuff you've done wrong. And we all have, amen. But that still does not. Paul said, what can separate us from the love? God loves me. And the C plot of the Bible is God's redemptive act for mankind. God love. That's, that's heavy. That, I, I, I get hungry with that because there are so many people think they are not lovable. All right. No, God loves you. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only. He loves you. Yes. So the C plot, when you understand that, because everything is about Jesus. 
Somebody say Jesus. Listen, it's not about you. It's not about St. James. It's not about McClendon. It's all about Jesus. Yes, sir. Amen. And he's the only one because at his name, <laughs> every knee going. You may not bow now, but at his name. Yes, sir. You may not say nothing right now, but at his name, every knee is going to bow. C plot. Understand the C plot about God's plan for the redemption of mankind. Then in Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, we see the test of obedience. Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, we see the test of of obedience and the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to till it and to keep it and the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat it for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely Die. Amen. Test over. First of all, uh, God gave Adam a job. Every man need a job. Amen. You single women, you praying, looking for a husband. You had a woman tell me that night, God had told her who her husband is. And I said, well, you better go back and pray again. But you need to make sure he has a job. Got real quiet there. He don't care how good, I don't care how good he looks. You better make sure he's working. Go see. Idle mind is the devil's workshop, and 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 a man need to work. First Timothy five eight said, if a man don't take care of his own household, he's worse than an infidel. Used to be a time men would work for their women. Now men want the women to work for them. That's why I hold all these women working because they know they don't work. Her man will give them a dime. I told y'all about the brother who loaned his wife some money. How do you loan your wife money? And then had a coupon book with his old cheap self. You know, and come to see me and Matt talking about she's behind on her payment. How in the world? <laughs> man need a job. We men get our identity from our work. That's why we men don't care around. I don't care around a whole bunch of pictures of my, my grandchildren and family. No, I get my, when men meet, we talk about where you work. Look how job you do. That's where we get our identity from. And if you want to kill a man, stop him from working. Stop him from feeling needed. Amen. And, and you women, if you make more money than your husband, stop reminding him of how well you were doing when you met him. I had this when I... Amen. Don't, don't make him feel bad. Amen. A man got to feel needed. God gave Adam the job. And then not only did he have a job, notice God gave Adam instructions. See, we men need instruction. Not a whole lot. You gotta, that's why you got to tell a man. See, I tell women all the time, you can stop talking so much to your husband. See, we men just need some simple instruction. You ain't got to tell me 50 times. Amen. You done told me. To take out the trash. You ain't got to keep telling me every other hour. I'm not a dummy. I, got, I know some men want to say amen, but you can't because you're sitting by your wife. But, 
But you say, boy, I hope she hear this. Amen. We men just need, he, I mean, see, that's what I love about God. See, God deal with men first, and he's very specific with men. Eat from any tree you want except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's it. That's why First Peter says in First Peter 3, a woman with a quiet spirit. See, Amen. Solomon said, I will dwell on a hot top. Then the room with a brawling women. Amen. Just tell your husband. Just tell him. I call this in my book. If you don't have my book, The Marriage of Not for Children, I call it in my book The McDonald Motif. Amen. See, when I go to McDonald's, when I go, I look like I've been there before. But they never assume. They ask, may we help you? And I say, yeah, give me that. <laughs> Amen. Just give your husband instructions. Amen. Stop trying to be his mama. All right. All right. Well, bless him. I know you get quiet. I want y'all to shout first, though, just in case we don't get it back up. Amen. See, God gave him instructions from the word of God. Amen. God is no mystic. God said what he means, and he means what he says you can eat freely of all the trees except for the tree in the middle of the garden of good of the knowledge of good and evil don't eat because then God also tell him the results when you eat of it you shall surely die thank God God that kind of God death both physically twofold death partly the physical death is the separation of the soul from the body and from that moment on, man was a dying creature. Right, right. Amen. We are all dying. Yes, sir. Just keep looking at me. I know you're young. I know you feel good. <laughs> but listen, Jack, you're dying. Yes, sir. And Big Mama said, anytime you got to rock two or three times to get up, or sometimes you just don't get up, it's a good sign. See, young folk don't believe it, but just keep on living. See, anytime you can go eat at Luba's and leave your teeth at home, you know. All right, amen. Well, that's more, you're dying. You're dying. Anytime. <laughs> you can drop your hair off at the beauty shop. Okay, why you go? We, we die. From that point, a man began, became a dying creature. And then spiritual death is separation from the, from the soul, from God. God tests our obedience. That's a key right there for somebody this morning. If you want to be blessed, obey. Obey the word of God. If you want to be blessed, it's nothing heavy. See what I love about the Christian faith. It's a very simple, practical faith. If you want to be blessed, obey the word of God. You can be rich. Just bring your tithes into the storehouse. And he said, I'll open for you the windows of heaven. Obey the word of God. Amen. Amen. I know some of you think you're smarter than God. But if you want to be blessed, uh, God said you can, see, you can do it. But you can do anything you want. He give us Christian liberty. We can have a great time as Christians. That's why I get tired of all these folk thinking because you're saved, you got to look like you've been sucking on persimmons and like you're mad. I'm saved and I'm mad. All this kind of... You're not going to attract a, a loose generation with music and moving. That's why I thank God for this church. That's why I thank God for this church having uh, some spirit about it. And, you know, I'm t I get tired. I told the Lord when I left my church in terror, I didn't want to go to another old dead, dry church. 
feel sooner or like they mad. He woke me up this morning, but I'm mad. <laughs> Started me on my way. Everything I got, he gave it to you, and I'm mad. <laughs> well, bless his name. Amen. God, God won't us. Even that. Thank you for that. Because, see, one time, some folk can't hear him. Amen. Thank you. Everything. So he tests our obedience. He said, don't eat. And when God speaks, it's non-negotiable. To him, don't eat. Then thirdly and finally, look at the temptation and the fall. All right, all right. See, the temptation, Genesis chapter 3, 1 through 6, you see the temptation and the fall. You see, Satan is the enemy of God and everything of God. That's why you didn't have no problem with the devil until you got saved. John 10, 10, Jesus give us uh, the plan of the devil. He said, the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come that you might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. This life does not depend upon how much I have. It depends on my relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. I mean, and the devil is angry. Secondly, we see how the Satan operates. We see, when you read Genesis 3, 1 through 6, you, you see Satan's method of operation. Notice how Satan works, how his tactics. Uh, Peter says in 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9, you got to be aware because he goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And you need to learn uh, uh, the tricks and the tactics of the devil. You cannot live victoriously if you don't understand how Satan work. Thirdly, Satan is very, he's very subtle. Subtle means he's highly skillful. He's an expert. He's artful. He's crafty. He's operate insidiously. He can pull a rabbit out of your hat and your boot. He, Satan, Satan is tricky. That's why I told somebody last week, you can't trust yourself. I don't pay myself any attention because the devil will put some thoughts in my mind. See, aren't you glad nobody know what you're thinking right now? Aren't you glad I'm at a plug in your head and see, but my God, amen. Because Satan will work in your mind. He's tricky. He's very cunning. Amen. You can't trust yourself. You, that rascal is smooth, man. He's a smooth operator. All right, all right. He, he, he can't trust. He's tricky. You, and then, then not only he, he, he's tricky, but also he is a coward. Right. See, Satan is a coward. See, most Bible scholars believe that Eve was alone. All right. When Satan came to her, she alone. God dealt and deal with Adam. Satan comes to the woman. I told you he's a coward. Instead of dealing with Adam, God deal with the man. Satan goes to the woman. That's why you women got to understand you have more power than what you want to admit. Women have the power. Even, oh, ungodly bisexual alcoholic Napoleon said the hand that rocks the cradle all right, all right. rules the world and, and, and that's why this whole thing about abortion is from the devil 
you get a woman to kill her own baby. A woman won't kill somebody else's baby just on her own. That's the devil. Come to Eve by herself. You know, that's why I tell people all the time, you got something to say to somebody, go tell them. Don't be telling. Uh, amen. Well, amen. If I have something to say to you, guess what? I'm not calling your wife. I'm not going to put it on Facebook. All right. Amen. Well, amen. And if I haven't called you at me, I ain't got nothing to say to you. <laughs> All right. What's wrong with us? We talk too much about people rather than to people. See, that's a coward. That's why folk know everywhere I pass, you don't use my, man, don't use my mind for no dumping ground. Don't come to me talking about somebody else. If you, I'm going to say, wait a minute. Let me get them on the telephone. Come tell them. Well, hey, man. Talking all that stuff. That's a coward. You got something to say? I was telling my son, uh, my grandson, got in school for being pregnant. My grandson got into it in school. My youngest, my second grandson. And he hit a kid in the face. Kid was being a bully. And he trying, and the, and, the, and the principal's a woman, so she just go all crazy. But see, men used to handle our problem one-on-one. If you had a problem with me, that before we got saved now, you know, before we got saved. We tell a dude, come on outside. That's how I like men, come on. Wasn't no drive-by shooting, that's a coward. Don't drive-by and shoot into some little girls and boys, that's a coward. If you're a real man, you go to the man. If you're so bad, won't you slap a man's wife? See, see Satan's a coward. Everybody can pick on women and children. Bless his name. It got real quiet again. Amen. You got something to say? Somebody go tell them. Say them goes around the blue. You know, I don't like the past. Well, tell me. And I could agree with you. You know, I hadn't thought about that. All right. You know, well, bless his name. Amen. Amen. Don't be a coward. And Satan's a coward. With these. And then also notice how Satan always insinuate doubts. Doubts about the word of God. He said to Eve, have God said that? Trying to raise doubt. Like some of y'all, some of y'all been educated in higher academia and they attack the validity of the word. This is God's word. Second Timothy 3, 16, for all scriptures given by the inspiration of God. This is God. But Satan tried to get us to doubt the word of God. Talking about men wrote it. Yeah, men did write it, but holy men of God wrote as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. He came to Eve and told her to, to doubt the word. Because the devil knows if you doubt the word, pretty soon you will deny. And then look also in verse number four. Satan told the first lie. He told her, ye shall not surely die. Satan is a liar. Amen. John 8, 44, Jesus said, y'all like your father, the, the devil. He's a liar, and he's a liar from the beginning. You can't believe nothing a liar says. You know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all been lied to. That fella told you, I'm going to love you. I'm going to be there for you. <laughs> and he gone. <laughs> Amen. Whatever you need, baby, I'll never... That's why some of these women mad. I don't blame them. I'd be mad too if I were hooked up some of these liars. I'll stand before the preacher. I'll, faithful. I'll be faithful. <laughs> Lying. Amen. Ain't nobody but you, baby. 
Man, ain't nobody but me. Why you got your phone all locked up? How come I can't see your cell phone? Amen. Say, the liar. Amen. You can't, you can't trust nothing the devil said. The devil promises a great time, but you'll end up in skit row. See, the devil tell you, ain't nothing wrong with a little marijuana, and you end up on some other hard drug. He is a liar. He'll tell you there's no such thing as heaven or hell. He knows he, he's a liar. Stop believing the lies of the devil. Then look at Eve. Eve yielded to the threefold temptation. The lust of the flesh. Got to watch this old lustful flesh. Somebody say lustful. Say, but got to watch your lustful flesh. Always want more. That's the old flesh. Then the lust of the eyes, pleasant to the eyes. Everything that looked like gold or everything that glitters is not gold. You got to be careful of eyes. What you see. Because Satan always lets you see it. Amen. Well, bless his name. And then the pride of life. The tree to be desired. Uh, Oh, the pride of life. What's wrong with so many men while they can't get saved? They are too prideful. You need help. Know you're messed up. Know your marriage is jacked up. Know your wife about to leave at any time. But you got too much pride to ask for help. I don't need nobody to tell me nothing. And you don't. You'll be by yourself. Notice, Notice Eve acted independently of Adam. And she usurped the authority from her husband. And then show you her power. She ate and gave it to Adam. And he didn't put up no fuss. He just ate too. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 14. And Adam was not deceived. But the woman being deceived was in the transgression. You think about, like I say all the time, uh, Adam knew what he was doing. And God had told him in Genesis 2, 17, don't eat. Y'all remember how your mother or your dad used to point their finger in your face and say, don't. Sit down. You know what I'm God said, don't eat. And then one chapter later, Adam is having a, pan, a, a banquet. What did Eve have that would get Adam to disobey God? What? I'm just, I'm about finished. Old preacher say, my sanctified imagination. What, what did Eve have to get Adam to disobey God? The sin did not take place because Eve was deceived. And, and, and Adam knew what he was doing. What did Eve have? I went, what? I'm just, maybe y'all can help me later. What did she have? What does a woman possess to get a man to disobey God, what, what, what does she have? I, I want, because if you read the chapter, uh, and, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that 
it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. God had told Adam, don't eat. From lie, uh, here lies the explanation for all the sicknesses, all the sorrow, all the suffering, the fear and the guilt and the death that have plagued our world ever since because Adam disobeyed God. Amen. I get tired of women running right here acting like they are, uh, they are weak. Y'all, you know, you may be weak physically. Well, bless his name. Some women been hurt, so they don't know how to take a compliment. You may, you may be weak physically. See, that's why if, 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 I, if I call the, my wife called the police on me, uh, if I hit her, which I never will, never have, but uh, they send out SWAT. You know. That's right. My wife called in 911. He hit me. They'll send out, they'll have, they'll have the helicopter. Be old. SWAT. Hey, man, the SWAT will be there, man. They'll be. Amen. Because women are weaker physically. That's why where I grew up, you never hit a woman. If you hit a woman, you were lower than a dog. Never put your hands on a woman. You never, amen, you never hit a woman. Amen, that's, that's domestic violence. Because women are to be nurtured and loved and they are weak physically. That's why you don't find no women playing in the NFL. How tough they are. They ain't gonna be in the NFL. Amen. You they ain't gonna play college football. Okay, you see a lot. Okay, amen. amen. See, this whole feminist movement got it wrong. Women are already powerful. Women are powerful in their influence. If you run across a man who's bathing, clean up himself, his mama taught him. Say, go bathe your little nasty self and get in there and change your underwear. Amen. Influence. Women, we, we, if it wasn't for women, we wouldn't have a language. We still be talking Duma. We wouldn't have any clothes on. We'd be still swinging on branch. Women have influence. That's why single men don't accomplish generally uh, what married men accomplish because of the influence of their wives. Proverbs 18, 22, whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor from the Lord. I, mean, I wouldn't be where I am. I'm about finished. God bless you. Man, I'm about, wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't have a godly wife. Time when I didn't feel like getting up, going to school or getting up, going to work. Cold outside. You know, snow on the ground. And my, my wife would just roll over and gently say to me, get up. Amen. Amen. A, amen. And thank, thank God for women. Uh, some, some women just hooked up the wrong dude. If he's the right dude, he appreciate you and what you have done. Someone said the wreckage of earth and a million and billion graves attest that God is true and Satan is a liar. And what happened when Christmas come, it reminds us of the start of the redemptive process 
of our God. Shortly when we receive the Lord's Supper, it reminds us that we were messed up from the flow up. But for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And when you understand the price that was paid for you, it's not about his birth. Everybody was born, but it's about his death and his resurrection. And that's why you got to understand God loves you and Christmas means the start of God's redemptive process to save all of mankind. The genesis of Christmas. God bless you today.